you can probably find a Dave song to suit just about any sort of world calamity. I can live on fish fingers and whiskey, but uh, I, I like my landlord. I've gone through a lot of different emotions because, as, as you said, we kind of had a lot of pace. They probably take it for granted how much quality live music gets served up to them at venues like Clancy's or Mojo's or the Art Centre, and then they, once it's gone, I think it'll really hit home. He, he wrote the history of the Triffids before it even happened. So this picture, interesting, it wasn't painted in Fremantle, it was painted in Paris. Because it's cocktail hour, and uh, uh, the sky is beginning to groove. Ah, <laughs> oh, hello. Welcome to the Fremantle Art Centre podcast. My name's Davey Craddock. I book the music at the Art Centre, and this is a new place where we can connect you with the artists, be they visual artists, musicians, makers, that we work with at the Art Centre all year round, prior to the virus, after the virus, during the virus. We are still working with artists, and we still want to bring them to you. That intriguing soup of clips you just heard included Tim Rogers from UMI, Graham Lee and Robert McComb of the Triffids, the City of Fremantle Collection curator Andre Lipscomb, Grace Newton Wordsworth of a great new WA band called Jonah the Giants and Tom Fisher from Tom Fisher and the Layabouts. Basically, we're calling them fact chats. They're chats to get under the skin of these artists, get a better understanding of their work and give you a chance to connect with them while we don't unfortunately have a physical building, but they will be back in the building soon. Thank you too to Odette Mercy and her Soul Atomics who provide the intro music to the podcast. Make sure you go onto their band camp, buy some music and support local bands like Odette Mercy during this tough time. To kick off this preview, here's a chat I had with Fremantle Arts Centre director Jim Cathcart. So Jim, we can't recreate the experience of coming to the art centre, unfortunately. But what we can do is still give people an insight into how artwork's made. We're chatting to artists, whether they be visual artists or musicians, and we're giving them a bit—we're giving people a bit of a look behind the curtain, a feel for how art is made. Yeah, I think that's fantastic, Davey, because that's what we're all about at Frio Art Centre, is connecting um, artists to the audience, but also bring the audience in close and, and giving our audience a connection to really how artists work and how they make work and what that reality is. And I think that that's, it's sort of a, a, a closed circle of artists and audience in rapport uh, coming together and just building a really great appreciation of what each is about. Yeah, and so I've been, you know, I've been doing this for about a month now, really, since we closed, and it's really interesting to see the different reactions. Some of the interviews are quite confronting because the reality for some musicians, if they rely on live performance, is this is really bloody hard. And then some people might be thriving. Some people might decide, you know, this is the time to write their great novel or their great song or paint their, their masterpiece. So it's been really interesting to see, yeah, what, what artists are doing. I think that's really true because different artists respond to different artists and their art forms. You know, are going to respond differently in different personality types. I mean, comedy doesn't mean anything without a live audience. If you're a live performer, yeah, yeah. you know, musicians who are really great at performing live, then that's that's an issue. But if you've got a studio-based musician, then that's a different proposition because they're making work and have a different sort of relationship with their audience. Visual artists, of course, that's the big issue. But then you've got a lot of visual artists who may be working in a traditional material. But then you've got visual artists who are working in in video and in in this time of isolation, and uh, you know distributing and sharing video work online. Well, then that's obviously yeah. ideal. 
Yeah, it's like the world at large. It's kind of dis- different strokes for different folks at the moment. One of the other really fun things about this is we can also introduce some of our staff members. We have a lovably eccentric curator in Andre Lipscomb, and I've just got off the phone with him, and he is our, our collections curator, and it also enables us to share the talents of our staff with the outside world. So Andre talks us through with kind of great passion about the work that we hold currently in the city's collection. Well, you know, we're really lucky to have Andre on staff. He has a deep understanding and a really deep passion for the collection, but also a real understanding of the visual arts history and culture of of Fremantle and Western Australia. And so he's just the most ideal person who can bring a very informed and very sophisticated understanding of the of the current and the hist- of the current stories and the history of, of this of this area and how that's reflected uh, in, in, in in the collection. So you know the thing about a collection, it, a collection should be dy- you know they're dynamic. You constantly look at them, re- you review them, you put up parts of the collection in response to contemporary ideas, or you do historical collections, or you do historical exhibitions. They are, collections should be live and changing, and are constantly, you know, being being looked at in, in through different through different kind of perspectives. Yeah. The City of Fremantle collection of, has also a lot of important um, Aboriginal art, and that's obviously a really important role of, uh, of, 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 the, of, the, of the city's collection. The thing about a collection is that the importance of the collection is the stories it brings as a group. It, it, the existence of the of, of the group is much more important than the existence of each individual work. Yeah. And speaking of Aboriginal art, while we are based in Fremantle, you know, this tech does allow us to kind of zoom all over the state. We like to look at, you know, WA is a big state and we like to look at the state as a whole anyway. So people like Erin Coates, who looks after our special projects, she curates special projects, she can also zoom us in with Aboriginal artists in very far-flung places and see what life is like for them at the moment. Well, in, well, indeed, and I think you know that one of our current successes is our revealed exhibition online. Revealed is our annual project funded by the state, which is about supporting new and emerging Aboriginal artists from all over Western Australia, supporting art centres and independent artists. Obviously, with us being closed down through COVID nineteen, that's had a terrible impact on uh, on revealed and all those artist groups. Because each year we sell from the exhibition, and also we have a very successful art market, which last year turned over five hundred thousand dollars. That's half a million dollars in profit back to the art centre. So this year, we're, the revealed exhibition is online. Uh, and I can encourage everybody to go online, have a look at this great exhibition, but also really importantly to also buy some work uh, and that money, 100% of those funds go back to the individual artists and art centres. That's right. So thank you for tuning in to you, the listener. This has just been intended as a little taste of what to expect over who knows how many episodes we'll be releasing. We'd like to do this post-virus as well. So thanks for tuning in. Keep an eye on the feed. There's some great episodes coming up and we'll see you soon.